Hey, welcome to Start and Keep Going. I'm Molly Cash, and I want to tell you today about three things that I'm grateful for. This morning, I um, was bringing a load of laundry up the stairs from my laundry room, and I was carrying something else too. I don't remember what, but I started thinking, oh, shoot, I'm carrying too many things. I'm not going to fit through the doorway at the top of the stairs because we used to have a baby gate at the top of the stairs that you would have to um, lift your load up over whatever you were carrying. And so if you had too many things in your hands, it just wasn't going to work. And it was a total pain. You had to like stop at the top and, you know, rest your laundry basket on top of the gate so you could open it with the other hand and kind of kick it open with your foot at the same time and then walk through. So I started thinking that and then I realized, oh, wait, no, there's no baby gate. There's not a problem here. We haven't had that gate up for, I don't know, two years now, but I guess, eh, maybe not that long, but it's been um, a while and it's so funny how old habits are just still there sometimes. But I just thought, oh, that's so nice. I remember what a pain it was to have that gate there and now it's not there and it's so nice. The second thing I'm grateful for today is that on my minivan, which I upgraded last year, all of the doors locked. My previous one had one sliding door that would not ever lock. And sometimes it would think it was locked and then it wouldn't open, but you had to just stand there trying like 13 times and then it would open. I don't know. It was weird and inconsistent but it wouldn't ever actually lock and my new one does so that's great the third thing which is also a small thing that happens to really affect my daily life is my bed i've had my bed for a long time but i do still remember the days when i had a mattress on the floor instead of an actual bed with a frame and a headboard. And I remember once um, my husband and I had just bought a condo and there was a lot of new construction. We had just moved in and there were crickets everywhere that I guess had, you know, been fleeing with all the construction. So there were crickets all over in our new place. And one night I was getting in bed, which was really just a mattress on the floor. And a cricket jumped from the floor right into my pillowcase as I was getting in bed. And it freaked me out so bad. These were like black, black crickets. And so it was just like this, it looked like a giant black jumping spider jumping into my pillow. And it was terrifying. <laughs> and now I think crickets couldn't reach my pillow even though we don't even live there anymore and we don't have crickets in this house. But I'm grateful for my bed. It's comfortable. It has a nice headboard. It's higher off the ground. <laughs> and I'm just grateful. So now that I've told you these three little things that I'm grateful for, I want to tell you the problem with these things. There's no gate at the top of the stairs anymore, which is great. It's so nice to be able to just walk and not have to stop and open a gate 
when anybody comes over, I don't have to go open it for them because they're trapped. It was kind of a complicated one. But what this also means is that we don't have a toddler around anymore. And that's kind of sad. I don't, you know, think that toddlers are better than bigger kids or anything, but it's definitely a bittersweet thing. Not having that baby gate means no little kid anymore. So that's a little sad. Now the problem with the van door that locks now is that it locks now. As much of a pain as that old door was, it was kind of nice that it never locked because actually it was really nice that it never locked. Because if we were somewhere and one of my kids had left something in the car, I wouldn't have to unlock it for them or they wouldn't have to find the keys or anything. If we ever went somewhere as a family and somebody had the keys still inside and everyone else was freezing outside, we didn't have to wait. We could just open the unlocked door and get in. Plus, I never had to worry about locking myself out of the car because I knew I could get in, even if I had, even if it took several try tries to open that door. Now, the problem with my bed and my lovely headboard is that um, it gets dusty. That headboard collects so much dust. And so now I have a headboard that I need to vacuum. When I didn't have a headboard at all, there wasn't anything to vacuum. But now it collects all this dust, and if I don't clean it often enough, I have a hard time sleeping because it makes me sneeze and it makes my eyes itch and, and all that. Plus, now that the bed is up off the floor, there's potential for not only dust, but clutter to go under the bed, which certainly wasn't an option when the mattress was just right on the floor. So I think you can see what I'm getting at here. These things that I'm grateful for also have a flip side that aren't so great. And as much as I am happy that these things are different now than they used to be, there were good things about the way it used to be also. And that is how life is. I'm calling this episode, Come See, Come Saw, because I learned that phrase in seventh grade when I took French. And that's what you say when someone asks how you're doing and you're not great, but you're not bad. You're just, eh, you know, in between. And I'm not saying that life is just meh, but I think literally, come see, come saw means more like some of this and some of that. Some good, some bad, which is definitely what life is. Now, the beauty of this is that we get to choose what we want to think about, what we want to focus on, what we want to highlight in our brains, in the way we spend our time, the things we talk about. And since there's always some good and some bad, we can choose whatever is most helpful for us. Does that mean always choosing what's good or happy to focus on? Not necessarily, but knowing that there's always some good available helps a lot, especially in times like right now when there is war, when there are millions of people. I'm not sure if we're up to millions yet, but more than a million at least displaced from their homes, um, fighting to stay alive, people trying anything they can to make the fighting stop. And by no means do I think we should just 
Focus on what's good. Don't think about that stuff. I don't think that at all. But because there is always some good, we don't have to spend all of our time experiencing, thinking about, focusing on the bad. We can take breaks. And I say this from the comfort and the safety of my home where there's not fighting, where there's not war. And that is not lost on me, that I get to take a break when others don't. But for me to sit here wallowing in everything that is terrible doesn't help me be of any use to anybody. When I start focusing on what's good and looking for the good things that are going on, looking for the helpers in Mr. Rogers' immortal words, that's when I can get inspired. That's when I can get ideas and learn how to help, learn how to actually do something beneficial and feel some peace, like we talked about last week, and hope that keeps me going so I can help others keep going too. So I do think it's important to take breaks from focusing on the bad when you can. And I also think it's important to look back to where you were compared to where you are now and celebrate what has improved. Not everyone does this. Um, a lot of us think of the past as horrible, but I think it's easy to look at the past and only remember what was good because remember our brains are always looking for excuses to beat ourselves up. And so it will look in the past for evidence that we're not doing great now, that we used to be better or life used to be better. So it glosses over everything that was hard or bad or ugly about then and, and takes just the good from then and compares it to the bad now. You know, that's not a fair comparison. This is what we do to ourselves online, right? We see somebody else's highlights and compare them to our worst days. But we do the same thing with our past self. And we do the same thing with our future self. Or our future life that we imagine how great it's going to be. Forgetting that with whatever new good thing there is, there is the flip side. You want to make more money? Great. Now you have more money to manage. I know that's a deal that a lot of us would take, but it's not 100% good. Pretty much nothing is. Because... Things aren't good on their own. They're good if we believe they're good. They're good if that makes sense to us from our current perspective. Now, if you believe some things are inherently good and some are inherently bad, that is fine. You can keep that. I am not going to argue with you about that. And I, and I have some of those beliefs too. But the way we experience our daily lives has so much more to do with the way we think about what's going on than what's actually going on. So that's what I mean by nothing's good or bad. It's just the way you think about it that makes it so. I have a personal example of this in reference to being a mom. Um, I used to really believe that I needed to be absolutely everything to my kids and do everything for them I don't mean everything like they're helpless, just the things that needed to be done for them. I wanted to do all of it. I wanted to be the one who taught them 
everything they were going to learn. I wanted to be the one. And the problem with that was that it's um, impossible and also exhausting to try. And since it was impossible, I could never measure up to my expectation, right? So I never felt like I was doing a good enough job. Eventually, I learned that I don't have to be everything to my kids. I don't have to be the one who teaches them how to read or how to get along with each other or clean their rooms or ride a bike or whatever. Now, some of those are my favorite. And so I have made sure to do my favorites. But that realization that I don't have to be the one doing everything with them, for them, has been so freeing and so good for me and for my whole family. But even that has the flip side. As exhausting as that was, and as much as I beat myself up over not doing a good enough job, I did feel this incredible sense of worth. When my little, little kids thought I was just the sun, moon, and stars, that was amazing. It felt really good. And I had this sense of pride that I was giving these kids a good life. Now, would I go back to that? Absolutely not. But I call that the flip side because I had to then learn a new way to value myself, to believe in my self-worth, to have confidence. If I was going to let go of the idea that I was everything to these kids and I had to be this amazing mother, I also had to let go of that identity. I had to let go of being valuable because I'm super mom. By the way, just for the record, I don't think I ever qualified as a real super mom <laughs> by anyone's estimation. <laughs> but that's certainly what I was going for. Now, I do like it this way where I don't wrap my whole identity up in how good of a mom I am. I would never want to go back. But there was this breaking down that had to happen so that I could build something different. And that was difficult. If I'm not the best mom ever, who am I? That was a tough question to answer. And I'm still working on it, frankly. So I traded one difficult thing for another. And even though I do prefer the latter, it doesn't make it better. It's just the next step in my own progression, my own growth, which always is going to look different for every person. So there's no sense in comparing or judging each other based on any of that. But all of us are changing all the time. And we're trading one hard thing for another hard thing, trading one good thing for another good thing. And we're becoming more of who we are along the way. Understanding this principle of life, this come see, come saw, is so helpful in these three ways. The first way is making decisions. Man, it's hard to decide things sometimes because we think there's a right choice. We think there's a better choice. 
And I'm not saying there isn't necessarily a choice that's better or worse. But how often are you paralyzed trying to make the right decision? When really, any decision you make is going to come with some good, some bad. There's this fallacy in our thinking that if we make the right choice, if we decide carefully enough, we can avoid any pain, any trouble, any difficulty. And it's not true. There's always some of this, some of that. The second way I think this is really helpful is in letting go. When you move and leave a home that you've loved, or you have a friendship that is complete. Or like my example earlier, with not having a toddler around anymore. It can feel like this horrible thing that's happened. And there may be horrible things about it. But knowing that there is always some good too. And that it can balance out. Maybe not right away, but eventually. That helps in the process of letting go. The third way this helps is in just getting through something difficult. Right now, there is a lot to be sad about, to be worried about. I know I'm checking the news way more often than usual. Um, and just sick about the horrible things that are happening totally outside of our control. But if we fall into despair, then we can't help. We can't make things better. We can't lift somebody else's burden or even share their burden if we're crumpled under the weight of despair. So understanding and believing and trusting, even if you can't currently see what's good, if you can trust that there is some good, just that helps you get through. Now again, I acknowledge this is easy for me to say while I'm safe and warm in my own home. But just as I'm horrified at what I see in the news, I am lifted up and hopeful at some of the other news I see. I saw a photo of baby strollers that people in Poland had left at the train station for refugees arriving. We've seen kind people going to pick up strangers with a cardboard sign offering a place to stay. Because the other thing that believing there's always some good helps us do is be that good. Become the good. And believing that there can be good is the first step in becoming that good. I hope you're doing okay where you are. I hope you can find something good in your day today something good in the people around you, and find something good you can do for someone else. Let's be the good. <laughs>